Hi, and welcome back to another episode of 52 in 52. I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. This is a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today's episode, Josh and I are going to be talking about Loving. Loving is a new movie by writer-director Jeff Nichols, who we've reviewed a podcast, a movie he's done on the podcast before. Um, This movie is... Uh, I guess it's based on a true story of Richard and Mildred Loving, um, who were the first interracial couple to sort of challenge the the law in Virginia in the 1960s to um, be able to be married legally. Um, And it's a story about them. It's with Joel Edgerton, uh, Ruth Nega. They're the two main um, actors in here. And then Michael Shannon and Nick Kroll are sort of the other two more famous people in it. Um, Where do you want to start, Josh? Um, I, I guess, uh, I can't spoil this one. I think everyone knows how it turns out. Yeah, so we, yeah, we don't, it's, it's we don't, we don't, we don't have to worry about basically. that part. It's, it's obviously a true story. So we don't have to talk around that kind of stuff like we normally do. But, um, yeah, so it, it, the movie basically follows them from, um, about the point where they decide to get married to the point where the Supreme court, uh, rules in their favor. And I think, uh, the movie got really good reviews at a lot of the festivals. I think it's not like quite as getting like a powerful powerful response and the fact that it might not do like as well with awards as people initially thought um and i i think one of the things that a lot of people had praised it for and one of the things i liked about i liked about it it's just was that like it didn't go like really over the top and like emotional and small she like it was pretty understated which was what i had heard people use to describe it and i liked that like i thought it could have gotten really corny at times and it didn't do that but at the same time, I think maybe one of the drawbacks of it ultimately was that, like, I don't know if you need to go, like, all out and get really, like, melodramatic and stuff. But, like, I do think that if it had found a way to have a few more powerful moments, I would have had a more powerful response to the movie ultimately. Because I feel like it is a very, very toned down and um, and uh, low-key throughout, which, like, like I said, I like not going over the top, but I feel like maybe I should have felt a little more throughout at the same time if like, like i don't know exactly where i think they could hit that middle ground but i think that was where it, was, it ultimately fell like i liked that they showed some restraint but it's like maybe you guys could have found a way to get a few more powerful moments in there given the story you know yeah and i honestly can't really believe that jeff nichols wrote this movie because i found it like pretty bland honestly i actually didn't i didn't like the movie i'm flat out didn't like it um yeah. it's hard to like talk bad about something like powerful and that's like a good story but like as a film i thought it was like honestly like a bad movie i didn't think it was well made i didn't think it was well written um it, it was just I, I don't know and it wasn't corny which is the thing right which is the easiest way that i think it could have been bad like you said i just i don't know i thought like the beginning 20 minutes or so were pretty good with the intro and everything and then for about an hour after that it just like dragged yeah, so my thing was, uh, I, I, what I thought, because I mean, we knew, we read that case in law school, so we knew it got decided in 1968. In oh, yeah, good. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I don't think Anthony was necessarily religious with doing his reading day in and day out throughout law school. Definitely not for good um, law. No, um, but like, I, I mean, you probably knew it was in the 60s, and I knew it was in yeah. 1960, knew it was in 1968 where that case ultimately got decided, and I see that the movie opens up in 1958, and I'm like, I should have known, I should, it shouldn't have been surprising to me because like it takes a while for any controversy to get to the Supreme Court. Um, and like I should have known it wasn't like they decided to do that in 66 and then it gets heard in 68. But like that that was kind of shocking. It's I, I just wasn't expecting it though. So that took me aback for a minute. I'm like, 
wow, like, shoot, this is like a 10 year thing for them. And like, I knew it couldn't have been easy. I knew they had problems where they got arrested or whatever, but like, I'm like, wow, this is like a 10 year struggle. And I think the biggest problem with the movie for me is that like, you don't feel that passage of time. No, and but the passage of time is is also just not it's very weird it's not yeah. shown well at all it's i didn't not, know those were I, I didn't know those were their kids at first the first couple of times they show kids on the screen it's like they didn't really like have any way of knowing that like oh time has passed and they've had kids so i thought it was maybe like kids or relatives of that woman they go to live with in washington and it took me a couple scenes to even realize oh like they've like yeah, been there for a while now and have kids it's like and it's clear that like – and I, I agree with you. I really like that stuff at the beginning. Like it's interesting that they're in this southern Virginia town or – I don't where is that a southern part of Virginia where they were? Uh, you, you know, yeah. better than me. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean it's – they're in this southern Virginia, pretty southern town, probably not the most racially tolerant. And it's these families that are interacting. I mean his mom's not like totally thrilled with it, but she's still cool with cool with them. She's still cool with black people, which is she, she – I don't think she thinks this is like a good idea just because of like – the way people are going to react to them. But like the families are really tolerant and actually kind of close. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic and not the kind of thing you see about movies in the sixties that often. So it's like, you know that it's probably been hard on them because they are so close to their families and they had a good thing going, but it's like, you don't feel that at all. And you, that should, you, you should feel their struggle a little more than I do. And I guess that is like, we, we talked to, um, or what well, we talk sometimes about movies like like when we did our arrival pod. It was hard to know how much of those things that bothered us were because of the director because some of that was the writing and the storytelling maybe. Mm-hmm. But here it's like I think it's definitely on Jeff Nichols as a director more so than a writer that like they didn't edit that in a way in which you really felt like they were feeling this strain about being separated for so long due to this law that's put in place. It's just like you know she likes home. Her kid almost gets hit, hit by a car. It's like, I don't like the big city anymore. It's like – yeah, but like, there's got to be other stuff that's been kind of like hard on you in life, and they didn't really didn't convey that. Yeah, I didn't really think that they convinced us that they were in love, and not that you didn't like believe it, or not that you wouldn't believe it. But the thing is, like, the the whole reason they're fighting the Supreme Court is because they're so in love that they want to get married, whereas they could have just divorced and they could have lived basically lived together the same way and been fine. But like the whole point is that they're so like infatuated with each other and in love and want to be married that like the movie just doesn't convince you of that at all. And it's like their marriage was like kind of bland and there wasn't really any scenes with them like communicating. I, I feel like it was a lot of the yeah, time it's kind it was of weird. just her with the kids and then him coming home and them just having like facial expressions. And yeah, I actually, th- I actually think it's a really good performance from Joel Edgerton. Like I it just, he's so like, he really does become that guy. And like, not that I've ever really watched extensive interviews with, uh, with Richard or Mildred loving, but like I, he was very convincing as that for, and he can do a lot of, like, I mean, he was the most convincing part of black mass, like a movie we didn't like, but like, we were like, Oh, he's good in that. And he's Australian. Like he convincingly became, he's an Australian guy who convincingly became a guy with the Boston accent. And he convincingly became this like Southern dude. Whereas like I think more the praise, at least initially from when I started – this movie started showing like at the Cannes Film Festival and stuff was for her. And like I'm sure she's a fine actor. Right? She's new to the scene. But like I don't think that was a well-written character and I don't know how – it's hard to know like how much research he did and maybe that's just how she talked and that's how she was at a person. But it's like hard to really be like that enthralled with her performance because it just feels like it's like her like saying, oh, wow, Richard, thank you so much. Richard, yeah, I love you so much. And it's like one line at a time of her saying stuff like that, and that's about it. Like I don't really think you get a great sense for like who she is as a person at all. And 
I mean, he doesn't even talk that much, but I still feel like I get have a better idea of who that guy is and just what his sense of duty is to his wife. Even if it's like, like you said, they're not having all these really romantic scenes per se. Like, I just don't really, I, I didn't really find her that interesting at all. I found him much more interesting. Well, it's not even like that they need to be romantic. I'm, well, that's part of it in terms of like convincing you that they're in love, but it seemed like they didn't even like communicate with each other. Like, oh, this bad stuff is happening because you're black and I'm white. Like... We should talk about it, you know, and they just kind of, I mean, that's kind of obvious though. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Well, yeah, but I mean, like they got arrested for it because of that. Yeah, And then they didn't even, they didn't even talk about getting arrested or anything. They just moved to DC and then they moved and they came back and they moved back again. Like, I don't know. The movie was really choppy, but it it sounds contradictory, but at the same time, like, cause a lot of the scenes were like really choppy and like really fast paced for no reason, or they just cut short. But then a lot of the scenes had just had felt like they had so much dead space where they were just like trying to let it breathe, which I appreciate. But at the same time, like too much silence and too many, uh, too much relying on like facial expressions sort of just makes it drag. And, and it really took me out of the movie for like more than half of it. That wasn't something that bothered me. I mean, maybe maybe if we had done this podcast a couple of days after I've seen it, it's been a week over a week and a half, I guess, since I saw it. Maybe that stuff would stick out to me a little bit more. But I mean. I I mean I um I agree like there definitely were like because it just feels like there was so much of the movie that was just them hanging out in Washington where it's like but I can't really tell you what happened I mean like I said I haven't seen it in a week and a half I I couldn't tell you what happened in most of those scenes whereas it does seem like in retrospect like that is a significant chunk of the movie was them just hanging out there and like I I guess those scenes could have just had a little bit more to them like you said talking about their struggle. And that's, I mean, that's what I was getting at earlier was saying, I just didn't feel the strain of how hard that must've been for them. Like we were supposed to, but I, I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, don't want to have too much corny dialogue or anything, but definitely like have something about them just talking about their situation a little more where it's just like him just kind of being like, no, I don't want to do this lawyer thing. And that's it, you know? Yeah. And, and you sort of touched on it a little bit with respect to the families, but uh, I, I thought the beginning they sort of did at least maybe camera work or or scenes or whatever it was. They did sort of a good job of showing how like this white guy had been like sort of immersing himself into like the black culture and especially like in the 1950s and like, 1960s, like how that was sort of frowned upon. But basically everyone that they were around sort of accepted it and they didn't really address it until some like one random bar scene at the end, which I thought was super poorly done. And they sort of have – I don't know if it's her brother or her cousin or a friend or something. And he's like, oh, like now you know what it's like to struggle like a black man, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought it was kind of like out of place and sort of random relative to like the tone of the movie and sort of – they just didn't – like if well, you're I mean, going to explore no, already, that, they, you have to do it better than that. They'd already had the thing with her uh, with her sister blaming him. I mean she eventually like apologized. But like there, there had been other people in the family like voicing it to him that like – you shouldn't like you shouldn't do this like you're why do you need to take the step of getting married like you would already like you mentioned earlier like you guys can just be together like her sister had already gotten mad at him for that yeah, so that wasn't that the was first just, time someone had kind of yeah, called him out but, on something but that wasn't like again that's uh, it's just sort of a cop-out scene because it's like okay yeah her sister's mad at her because the boyfriend is taking the girl away like that's that's not anything original you know what i mean I mean, like, but it's a true story. I mean, I, I don't, it's like, I mean, I don't, I'm, I mean, I think they did probably, I, I feel like I did read something about how they tried to, um, they tried to be as faithful to the real facts as possible. So that might've just been something that happened. So I, I, I'm hesitant to, um, criticize them for that specifically. If that's something that they, through talking to people figured out that that was something that someone actually said, I mean, yeah, it might not be like the most unique thing, but like, 
it's a true story. You know, I don't I mean, yeah, you can take some liberties, I guess, but with something like this, I get why they would want to, they don't want to make too much stuff up, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying they have to make stuff up, but it's no secret that there was like, uh, a stigma with, with white men hanging out with, uh, black people or dating a black woman, et cetera. I, I appreciated that, like, over it a little bit. but I mean, I, I mean, I guess they could have done more with that, but I also appreciate that, like, I mean, I guess, like you said, there could have been more coming from the black people talking to him about that stuff. But like, I did appreciate that it was like we didn't, they didn't like drill us over the head with like just dumb racist sure, redneck people because like that, yeah. that's not that compelling at all. And like, I like that they did focus on the family dynamics a little more, which they could have even done more of because, like we said, we would have liked to have had more of that and less of them just kind of hanging out, not saying much to each other. Yeah, I I don't know. I sort of felt honestly like at the end of the day, it sort of felt more like a poor white man movie instead of like, look at this injustice that was being done to African Americans, etc. And that sort of like bothered me at the end. Um, Like just like as I was watching the movie, like overarching. um, I don't know. I mean, how would you? How? How? how, I mean, maybe maybe it's just not something you should make a movie about then. Um, I mean, like, I'm just, I don't know you how feel you that way at all because I just felt sort of like more skewed towards Joel at the end and like him feeling bad and his struggle and stuff more than hers or African Americans at the end of the day. I mean, like they had that scene in the bar, but I mean, most of the other stuff, I guess, was. I mean, it's a story of them. Like, I mean, you can't like add in a bunch of extra black characters that weren't there. Um, I mean, like, I get, I guess it did focus on him a little more, but like, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's the. Like you said, there's the bar scene, but what else is it where it's just like a lot of him and no one else? Like there's a couple scenes of him at his job, but I mean, for the most part, it is the two of them. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying it was one specific scene or or else. I'm just saying generally, like as I'm watching the movie, that's just sort of the tone I got, and that ended up just sort of like taking me out. No, of the I mean movie even more. I know I never felt that. I mean, because it, it. I mean, he is the one that made that decision. I suppose for them to get married. So I mean, that's it's going to have to. Right? It wasn't a their decision. It was his decision. <laughs> Well, I mean, but that mean so it's natural. I think it's naturally going to focus on him and the consequences of his him doing that a little more. I mean, not unilaterally. He didn't force her to get married, but like it was his idea, and he pushed it a little bit. So it's natural that he's going to be the one that gets more blowback from it. So the movie's going to concentrate on him a little more, I suppose, because maybe she was just a little more passive with regards to the marriage, until, aside from like her making them leave DC. Yeah. So I mean, like I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't necessarily get that vibe. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it, it was the two of them were. I mean, like yeah, it sucked. I mean, it sucked for her. I mean, I felt like. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it. Did, I guess it could have focused on her, like when she was in jail. I mean, that. That's the one thing now that now that I think about it. I'm just. It's coming back to me a little bit more now. But you kind of mentioned how it focuses on him. It's like he gets out of jail and we don't see her again. Like they could have hung out with her in the jail, I guess, instead of him i mean he goes back and gets um has to deal with the family and it could have focused a little more on her there because it's like that's something where like she is getting the raw into their own she's pregnant and she's getting left in jail because she's black and that's something where it probably could have focused on her a little more where it didn't yeah i I, yeah i i agree what did you think of the michael shannon scene uh he was pretty good honestly he was good he sort of brought some more life to the movie than that was sort of lacking right before he came on the screen for about an hour um, it was kind of weird though, because they didn't really like, so they're living in this house in Virginia and, but aren't they living there like illegally? Cause they're not supposed to be in Virginia, but yet they give someone from like the times their, 
their address to come visit them. I mean, I guess they probably, I guess they probably did it on the condition like you can't say our address. They're only going to take pictures of the inside of the house, so they won't actually know no, where they are. I, no, I know, but I just thought it was kind of strange that they sort of had this thing where they were worried about someone coming to like find them, but then they were like, "Yeah, let's do I mean, public." Pl- I mean, that actually, stuff. that actually, ha- that actually happened though. No, I know, but I, yeah. I just think it, it was kind of weird that they didn't really address it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, he was hesitant at first to do it, and um, I guess that that was something where she did kind of say, like, no, we need to do this. Um, and I, I mean, it might have been a short-sighted thing, I guess, because, I mean, I guess the, the lawyer was telling them it would be helpful, too. And he, he and Joe Edgerton or Richard's very hesitant about the whole legal case to begin with. But, um, I mean, the, the, the reason they did it is pretty clear. They, they wanted good PR. Um, I understand why they're doing it. I was just saying from like a logistical movie standpoint, it was just weird how they were all worried about like finding people finding like, out and then, living in Virginia and people finding out. And then all of a sudden they just sort of did this 180 and they didn't care anymore. Well, they, they well, they mean, but like it was just one, it was like one guy they let in basically. It was like the lawyers and like, I mean, I guess other people at Time Magazine might have known just by talking well, to them. Then, the then Ruth had the, Ruth had the reporter and the camera guy in too. When, when Joel came home that one day, remember? She was doing oh yeah yeah something. yeah. There was just seeming there was just a little bit more stuff. So you you, you would have liked and them. He had just... a, he had someone install a phone, etc. I don't know. It was just like sort of a point of contention that they were like made this is important, and then it wasn't important anymore. Just conveniently, movies. Yeah they, yeah. It seemed like it seemed like they were like more hesitant about it for other reasons aside from being found out. Where it's like that you would think that would be their main concern, I guess. Yeah, because they could have just gone to j- gone to jail right there if like anyone came to their house right am i wrong yeah no you're you're correct i mean like you because you see that when he's uh when he gets like really scared when yeah. the guy when 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 her brother drives up and yeah. he, they're obviously aware of the dangers but yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i thought it was weird but it was i mean whatever yeah i mean i guess I don't know. Like I, I felt positive, but like I said, when I, I thought about the movie afterward, I was just like, ah, they could have, they could have definitely like made me feel a little bit more. I, I mean, I, I don't think I had quite as negative a reaction as you do it. I, did, I think I was just like left wanting something more positive. Like I felt like, like I said, I felt like they got part of it right by not like making it too melodramatic and corny. But it's like you gotta like kind of find a way to get a couple of big moments and without like without going overboard like i said and i just don't know if he really did that um yeah and and i really man like i really don't want to bring up bridge of spies but i think both of these movies sort of failed at the supreme court scenes and i think they were both terrible and i think that that would have been a strong place for the movie to spend some time and uh devote some scenes to or whatever because he in front of the was he in front of the Supreme Court in Bridge of Spies or was that just like a regular court? No, remember he was defending the dude, wasn't he? In court, was, I, 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 I couldn't remember court? if that was the Supreme. I couldn't remember if that was the Supreme Court. It was I? I, I, I mean, I, know, I have no desire to go back and ever watch that movie again. So I don't. I don't, I don't really not. care, but I, I just couldn't remember. But like remember. again, the the court scenes in this were just like terrible. Yeah, what did you what, what did you think about Nick Kroll? He was good. He was fine. I he just sort of seemed to like not really fit in the movie because it was like. I guess just so understated and he was like actually like trying to act, but then nobody else was. So I don't know. He was fine. I I just, 
I mean, I, I thought, I mean, I, maybe it was the writing. I don't know. I thought it was a little, maybe that was, well, I guess well, that stuff's on the record. So I guess that's my, I'm, I'm assuming that's what stuff the guy actually said. I didn't, I didn't love his delivery on some of that stuff, but like, I actually liked his like rea- silent reactions when he was like talking to them. Like I thought did a pretty good job of just like acting in that manner. But like, I don't know, like the, your the, the courtroom in itself actually, like, even if those were the actual words that were spoken, it did, it didn't really land for me as something that should have been as like serious and seminal of a moment as it is in our country's history, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Is yeah. like the mo- the movie is called Loving, and like that's their name, but it's also named after the court case, and they just didn't really spend any time with that. It was kind of weird because because like oral arguments, like there might have been like they didn't really they didn't sh- did they even sh- like show a justice asking a question? No, dude, they had like scenes yeah. of like maybe like black and white from the actual Supreme Court from that uh, case, but then they would cut to like color of the fake, like Nick Kroll and the other dude, the other lawyer, like saying their names. I don't know, man. I just thought that was poorly done. And I think it was a place the movie could have really improved. And like you said, the movie started 10 years before the case. Right. So they had to like build up and build up and build up. And then they just, it didn't even really seem like the Joel Edgerton and Ruth Negga's characters even really cared that much. Or, like, it was just like, hey, you guys won. And it was like, okay. And then they were crying, and then the movie's over. Hmm. I just didn't connect. I really just didn't connect with it at all. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't I don't think I have a lot else to say on this one. I mean, um, I we definitely didn't enjoy it as much as the critics. And uh, I think, I mean, I might have been not hated it like anthony did but still wanted more from it uh, i hate it i just I don't think it's a good i don't think it's a well-made movie wait, you said you said it was bad earlier yeah, I mean, it's I don't bad. yeah it's a bad movie okay it's so i guess it's, yeah not not hate but just bad i mean i i don't i i don't know my reaction wasn't to go bad it's just like it could have severely lacking in some areas is what how i would put it then for me yeah <laughs> it's just disappointing because uh we you know we reviewed um midnight special which jeff nichols did which is so much more interesting than this and we we sort of talked about mud on that podcast, and we both seen that, and that movie's so much more interesting. And yeah, we've seen Take Shelter and Shotgun Stories, right? Yeah, you should still watch uh, Shotgun Stories. I, a lot of people like Take Shelter more than me, but like Shotgun Stories is probably my favorite movie that he's done, and um, definitely like that movie is actually kind of slow for the first half, but like it's doing that to like set up some pretty powerful stuff that like um, does that nothing and that this movie comes nowhere close to touching so yeah it just it, like i said earlier it just doesn't really seem like it's sort of written and directed by the same guy as the other two jeff nichols movies that i've seen i don't know if you feel that way also uh yeah i mean i guess but it's i mean different directors can go into different genres uh it's just like i mean i don't know it's, it's like i said earlier maybe this wouldn't have been like i mean i guess there probably is a way to make this really good but i mean it's just like he's working with much 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 uh it's just very, very different subject matter that's hard to make exciting in the same way as the, his other stuff because his other stuff's all original. Sure, I, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't envy the task he had, but at the same time, like, don't make the movie then, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, someone was going to, and I guess he thought that this is my chance to like become like a even a bigger name because it's like the kind of stuff that might get Oscar attention. It still might, but um, um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I feel I, I don't really know if I should say like he shouldn't have made the movie because, I mean, I think he's still like. He, he was well received. Um, people liked it more than we did, but uh, I just would have preferred he do a different things with it. You know, like I, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he shouldn't have done it because it worked for him, worked for I guess him, and turned out well as far as how the masses are viewing it. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just think it could have been a lot better. 
Yeah, I think it's much more like a old parentsy movie than it is like. Yeah, I tell my mom and dad to go see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was like, "Oh, you're going to see that? I should go." And I was like, "You can come," but she didn't. She'll probably watch it on like VOD in like two years and ask me if I've ever heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. So uh, thank you for listening. You can find me on Twitter at a clambake, a k l a m b a k e. And at Josh Jernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. Podcast Twitter, 52in52pod. And email is the same as the Twitter handle, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Give us a follow. Retweet some of our stuff. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.